all the deals were getting done right away, which meant that players, Joe, are you listening? Yeah, I just have something in my eye right now. <laughs> okay. and I'm just it hurts so bad. <laughs> okay. So I'm just gonna go take it out if that's all right. Okay, I was literally so. explaining this to you, but Oh really? Yeah. No. Oh I'm so I've been just sitting here <laughs> with something in my eye. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Bill Belichick's favorite football podcast. Oh, yeah. That's right. Bill Belichick, he likes us so much, he actually just signed us to a three-year, $34 million contract. With the? Patriots. He's the oh, coach yeah. of the Patriots. Uh, joined once again <laughs> by my football-loving, football-knowing producer, illustrious producer, Joe Teeson. How's it going, Joe? Better now. Better now that we have this new contract. Yeah. Uh, free agency. Wow, what a time it was. We're going to get into the chaos, the chaos that was free agency, the, the illegal tampering period, the actual beginning of the new league year. I would, li- I would like you to actually explain to me exactly what this legal tampering is. Okay, I know I'm going to do that. I- illegal tampering or illegal No, it's tampering. legal tampering, and I'm going to get all into that. Uh, we're going to okay. talk every single signing. We're going to talk some under-the-radar signings. Uh, that I enjoyed. We're going to talk some teams that maybe frustrated me. Who knows? I might even raise my voice today. Uh, yeah, <laughs> be prepared. Uh, oh just a, a loaded show. Super excited. Uh, make sure you guys stay tuned for that. But before we start doing that, obviously, you know, we can't just jump straight into football. Then what Inhi- would you do, Joe? That would be inhumane. That would be inhumane. Uh, yeah, Joe. I don't know if you have anything you want to talk about here at the beginning of the podcast. I'm going to put you on the spot. I have uh, I have nothing. I'm coming in with nothing. Um, so you were talking to me a lot today about how much you hated the fact that I like uh, Japanese animation. Okay. And um and movies like that. So I think we should talk about that a little bit. Probably. Okay. So settle that debate before before we get too deep into this. Uh, there's a lot of things going around about Asian uh, Asian people are being very persecuted against. So I just want to get this off my chest at the beginning. I don't hate Asian people. Okay. Oh goodness. See, I don't. I'm not on social media at the moment. I did yeah. not even know. That. Is that actually real? Oh yeah. Me? No. There is. Well, there was a shooting a couple days. This is getting so heavy right at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I was, I was really hoping you wouldn't bring this up. Uh. Yeah. There was a shooting in Atlanta where eight. I think eight Asian women were shot by uh, some garbage white guy. Um, he was going to kill all Asian people. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, I want to start things off by saying I, uh, I do not condone Asian (laughs) hate. Okay. So when Joe says, sorry, when Joe says that I don't like Japanese, Japanese movies that, okay, that's not where we're going with this. I just want to get that out, out there. And we're not laughing because it's funny. We're laughing because we're uncomfortable. It's terribly it, ironic, it, and I, I apologize. Yeah, the, <laughs> I did not know that that was that that happened. I had not even heard about it. No, yet. but you you're super into Japanese culture. And, I love it. And all it's that. my favorite thing in the whole world. Very good. Uh, so what have you, what kind of movies? Oh my, what kind of movies have you been watching? I've been watching a lot of uh, Ghibli movies. It's um, from a um, the only way the only way I can dis- describe it is uh, I guess like the Pixar of of Japan, yeah, they're, they're like a production, like like DreamWorks Pixar, like they make movies, uh. and um, so this is uh, production Ghibli is uh, 
is they make all these movies and uh and i've just been watching a lot of them lately and there's a lot more that i have to get through and i'm just very very excited to do so <laughs> so far i've watched um spirited away best one one of the greatest movies i've ever watched um spirited away and then i watched um howl's moving castle last night and then i also started kiki's delivery service last night and i finished it today at lunch break yeah and i, was- I, I also watched them in japanese yeah of with course english did. subtitles very good i was just gonna let you have the floor there for a little bit i <laughs> i really feel like you're very passionate about this I, and i am it's nice to see your eyes light up like that oh uh, <laughs> i i don't understand the whole thing uh why you like it so much but, there's know. a um, and and I cannot quite explain it either, <laughs> but there is a certain aesthetic. There's a, a certain aesthetic that I just love about yeah. the Japanese. You love to make a point of the fact cartoons, that, the Japanese animation. Yeah. It's just I love it. And you love to make a point of the fact that you listen to them in Japanese. I with do the English subtitles. I, yeah, I actually listen to them in the original Japanese um, <laughs> audio, and then uh, so pretentious. Because I don't know if you know this, but um, when you listen to it. Uh, when you watch it in English and you have the subtitles on, they don't 100 uh, percent line up. Like yeah, the obviously, English, the English doesn't doesn't really match up to the the um, what's it called the translation. Mm. So when you watch it in Japanese, you can read English subtitles, and those English subtitles are more accurate to what they're actually. Is it kind of in broken English then? Or not really? It like, it's just because I because I'm just not I'm really not... broken English. It's it's different. Okay. But it's it's good. I like it a lot. You get a lot more from it like that. Okay. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I uh, and it's not and to K. Okay, let me also get this off my chest. It's not like anime. Anime. It's not like they're like big eyes and they go boo, boo, you know you know <laughs> you know the stupid like anime that you see. I don't know. I'm not really into anime. I just love these. You do like these anime movies though, too, right? I did. When I used to. <laughs> That's not great. So, uh, not so, well. I haven't watched any like good animes. I just watched the mainstream ones that were never really okay good so, in my opinion. Just <laughs> popular, I guess. Hmm. So, so, what advice would you have to give to people that maybe want to get into uh, Japanese uh, cartoons? Maybe not anime, but Japanese cartoons. Start with um, Spirited Away. <laughs> Spirited Away this is on Netflix. Just watch it in the Japanese um, with English subtitles. It's on. It is on Netflix. Yep. Watch Spirited Away, and then um, oh, I have a lot to go through. I have, um, I have um, my neighbor, my neighbor Totoro. I think it's called uh, Princess Monarchy or Monaco. I, I'm really butchering his names, um, but uh, yeah, I'm just really excited. Yeah, I don't to... entirely know what this opening, who this opening segment is for. <laughs> Probably no, it's gonna be skip. skip yeah, skip. this might be one. Of the... <laughs> no, Joe, listen, you you never know. Somebody uh... might really fall in love with japanese cartoons I've, I've i hope just so been letting my... you have the floor on this man i get uh <laughs> you're not quite ready to, to start your own japanese cartoon podcast so this is no. kind of the only outlet you have to kind of talk yeah. about it yeah uh, i know and it's it, it's good thank you for actually having me thank you for <laughs> letting me talk about it and just getting off my chest i just mean to talk to you about it yeah no yeah no problem uh yeah. <laughs> I, i'm sorry i don't know where else to take this uh yeah, you can do your football stuff now. No, no, it's a, we can we can talk about other stuff as well. That's yeah, fine. Um, the Japanese thing, it's good. Uh, <laughs> oh dear, don't patronize me. No, I'm not trying to patronize you. Uh, <laughs> I genuinely, I usually have a, a place that I can go. I usually can like transition into what we're going to talk about next, or even just a little bit more banter. But this is just has me at a complete loss for words. I don't know where to go with this. 
I did not know that this is where how we were gonna start the podcast. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where we go from here. Um, take it away. Just in the football thing, then we're just going on to football. Then <laughs> why or, not? Or what? Yeah, uh, you yeah. have nothing to say. You have nothing to add, I guess, to my. Uh, well, you know, questions. I don't want to. No, I don't want to make nothing. fun of you. Yeah, no, you don't even have any questions. I don't think you or like any. Like, any qu- okay, sure. Yeah, I can ask you questions. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I did it. ask you. Okay. Um, are these like full length movies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? They that in Japan they just have like shorter, time longer zones. movies. I don't know. Oh yeah, the times. Yeah, the time zones are different. You're right. Okay, so these um, are full length animated. Yeah, films. they're full-length we're talking an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you watch them at lunch break. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, something I didn't want to talk about. Sorry, we're gonna move on from the Japanese. That's thing. good. Yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> something that I didn't want. Just to... do whatever you want to talk about. You know, <laughs> something keep... that I didn't want to talk about. The show about. over. Sorry, Joe. Uh, last week you pointed out that. Oh, I already know that. I was there was a, something you something that drove you nuts. You were listening back. Obviously, you're editing the podcast. You're listening back to uh, the recording, and you had something that drove drove you nuts. And I forgot to listen for it, so I never actually heard what you're talking about uh, when I listened back to the podcast. Okay. And I'm starting to think that I, it's not what you think that it was. Uh, it's exactly what I think it is. Okay, what was it? Don't... You scratching your beard. Scratching my beard? Yes. Okay. What do you think it is? So that annoyed... Well, I'm thinking that it's this. Me moving my it's hat. It's not. It's this. Because I don't even do that, though. Yeah, but you do. I don't. And once we're done, I will show you and we'll go back and we'll listen to it over and... But speaking of my beard, we, we we never did a beard update. Uh, I, I, yeah. said, I said before I break that I'm going to grow up my beard. Uh, and we never did an update. Joe, why don't you tell the people how, how the beard's looking? <laughs> oh, you want me to do it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, basically, I, I want like an unbiased opinion. Because like, obviously I think it's great. But un- <laughs> you want an unbiased opinion from your best friend. Yeah, from my best friend. It yeah. looks great. Yeah? Yeah. What do you think about the sides here? Um, when you do that, you just put it right in front of the mic. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think it's I think it's coming in. Yeah, not nearly as much as your goatee. The yeah, the goat the goat's looking good. Yeah, <laughs> the goat's getting long. Um, it, it's good. It looks good. I think it all looks great. <laughs> a little scruffy, a little dirty, but yeah, it's, it's fine. getting quite a gross. Gross, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have uh, maternity pictures coming up soon. Um, oh, when? So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, maternity pictures coming up soon. Uh. I've been thinking about shaving my whole beard off, just going, just going. Whole thing. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, no, no. My Here's wife doesn't want me to do Here's it Here's the either. thing. You've never, you have not, n- you have not had no beard. Yeah. You've had, a, you've had a beard and mustache for a long time now. If you decide to shave it all off and you go for your pictures, you could regret it for no, a yeah. long time. I for sure would. I, <laughs> I had my, I had long hair for my brother's wedding. Yeah. I look at those pictures every day and I look like a, I look like a... <laughs> Like <laughs> little schoolboy. Like a little. School I hate boy. it. It's it's terrible. They're really? the worst pictures. I don't my think they're that bad. Yeah, it was bad. Okay. Well, yeah. No, I I probably shouldn't. But yeah, uh, as far as I the, had a middle part, Joe. I had a mid. Yeah, I thought it looked good. Man. Part for my brother's wedding. What's wrong with that? It did not look good. I think though. you can pull it. It off. was uneven. I think you do a lot of things with your hair that you don't give yourself enough credit for. Me personally, or just yeah, just you. And, yeah, no, you personally. Oh, thanks. Yeah, even <laughs> you have great hair. Um, yeah, but I've actually been shaving because I got a brand new razor from my cousin. <laughs> for Christmas? No, birthday. Bir- for, for your birthday? Yeah, I did. 
One of those, it's one of those ones that <laughs> <laughs> sorry i hate to get into this but you ever seen those razors that you can like uh open up from the like oh from the bottom they open up you put a razor in there okay close it back up alex got it from yeah me. okay yeah my brother-in-law yeah okay yeah no i don't yeah okay that's great and i've been using it and i've actually been liking it oh. I, I always had a problem with my face breaking out like crazy every time i shave hmm. so far i have not had that not unless I, there are some spots obviously no you look good you look Thank really you. good fake, but I, i've been keeping the stash just no i can see that from here man. actually it looks great it looks just a couple of boys just a couple of boys that can't grow a whole lot of facial <laughs> hair the worst talking about facial the hair the worst facial hair uh, in yeah, the world just, uh, i mean you're sorry yours is good but i'm also 20 so i okay all right yeah well i had a birthday over the break oh yeah you had a birthday big old 2-0 big old 2-0 you're finally in the 20s yeah that's so crazy that that's how old you are yeah um yeah you, you, we, this is not our first episode since the break but i feel like we've had we so we had such a long break since the last episode so we we had the huge break like the the month break yeah and then we had an episode and then because and i apologize for this uh free agency was happening this week i didn't want to upload on tuesday that's when we usually upload uh because uh free agency started on pretty much monday uh wednesday was the was the start of the of the league year uh so i figured uploading on tuesday was just going to be a complete mess because uh there's gonna be so many things that i'm gonna miss and even now there'll probably be a bunch of things that i'm gonna miss so i wanted to push it back i, I put it on instagram i put it on social media uh so that you guys could see that uh we were gonna push the the uh upload date to later in the week so th this episode by the time you're listening to it it's probably uh the weekend i think it might go up on saturday uh, so this will go up on Saturday. Uh, we're not going to have an episode that Tuesday. Uh, okay. But then we're going to go right the Tuesday after that. We're going to have an episode, and we're going to okay. just going to we're going to get right back on track. Very good. So I apologize to you, Joe. I apologize mm -hmm. to the listeners. I apologize to myself that 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 this whole week was a little bit all over the place. But we're going to get right back to normal uh, after we're talking about the free agency frenzy. And that was this week, right, and, Joe? And it was. And it was. So why don't we just... Honestly, it was. Yeah. Why don't we just just, just stop with the banter and just get right into uh, the crazy week that we had uh, in NFL Free Agency. So before we get into all the signings that happened, and there was a lot of them, I think over 100 and something signings happened just in the last few days. Uh, Joe, you wanted me to explain to you what the legal tampering period, what the beginning of the new league year, stuff like that is. So basically, up until this Wednesday, technically it was still last season uh, in the NFL. And this is for, this can be for any of you who maybe aren't as well versed in the off season um, of the NFL uh, as, 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 some, you as, some, as, as you are, as some people might be. As some people might be. Okay. This is the offseason. I do love the offseason. I do love free agency, the draft. It's really exciting. But basically, up until this Wednesday, this Wednesday was the, the day when contracts expire. So if you had a contract up until 2021, this is when it would expire and you'd become a free agent. And basically, uh, what they do, and this is so stupid. This is something that should change and it's pointless. Uh, you're not allowed to talk to uh, another team about a contract if you're under contract with your current team. That's called tampering. You, you're not allowed to talk to the Packers 
about even if your your contract is expiring you're not allowed to talk to, about them or talk to them about getting a new contract until the legal tampering period in the nfl so basically what the nfl did a few years ago was they added a, uh, two days and it's usually monday tuesday and then wednesday is when the 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 official start of free agency starts two days called the legal tampering period because they realized that when free agency started all the deals were getting done right away which meant that players joe are you listening yeah i just have something in my eye right now <laughs> okay. and just it hurts so bad okay so i'm just gonna go take it out if that's all right okay i was literally so. explaining this to you but oh really yeah no. oh i'm so i've been just sitting here <laughs> with something in my eye it hurts so bad Okay, so Joe is uh, trying to get something out of the eye. So I guess I'm just going to be explaining this to uh, whoever is listening to this at this point. Um, the NFL added two days called the, the legal tampering period. So they realized that most contracts were being discussed before they were allowed to be discussed. Uh, most contracts were being tampered with. Um, so they added two days where uh, there was legal tampering, which is kind of an oxymoron. Uh, I don't know how you can legally tamper when tampering is technically illegal uh, in the NFL world. Uh, so now they added two days where you are allowed to, without punishment, talk to other teams that you're not under contract with about new contracts while currently under contract with the team that you're currently under contract with. Um, so now what they've essentially done by adding these two legal tampering days is they've just pushed the illegal tampering to start sooner. Because guess what? As soon as the legal tampering period starts, you start hearing of deals that are done. Uh, and, and that doesn't work. If, if nobody's talking about contracts until the legal tampering period starts, there should be no contracts that are immediately done as soon as the legal tampering uh, period opens. So that means there's still a legal tampering going on. Uh, but it's just happening earlier before the legal tampering period. So all of this is essentially pointless. Uh, the NFL needs to just do away with the whole legal tampering crap uh, and understand that fans don't care about tampering whatsoever, especially when it comes to free agent contracts. The second the Super Bowl is over, I don't care who players are talking to. If you want to talk about signing a new contract, the second that the Super Bowl is over and your, your contract is expired, do it. The, the average fan does not care whatsoever. So t tampering is not a thing that most NFL fans, even passionate NFL fans, think about or care about. So the NFL needs to just eliminate this whole legal tampering period. Uh, they need to just get rid of, of that and just start free agency back on one day, just like it used to be. And as soon as free agency starts, a bunch of deals will be done because they will have been tampered with. Nobody cares. Nobody cares that these deals are tampered with. That's just... But it just doesn't make any sense to have these legal tampering days. But they did do this again this year. Uh, and what do you know? The second that legal tampering opens, we get news of a bunch of contracts. It came fast and it came furious uh, as far as contract signings. We're going to get into uh, some of the big stories, some of the big headlines uh, from NFL free agency. Things that I thought uh, were interesting. Things that I thought uh, were noteworthy. Teams that maybe won free agency. And there's always, every year, there's one team that goes out and goes nuts in free agency. And this year, it's not a team that we really expected it to be. Uh, that's right. It was the New England Patriots, a team that 
every podcast, every article, every anything uh, NFL free agency uh, related was talking about, oh, the Patriots, the Patriots, they're not going to spend. They have the most cap space going into this free agency. They're not going to spend money. They're not going to spend money. They never spend money. They just wait a couple days, wait a couple weeks. They sign the cheaper guys. They pick up the scraps. Uh, so they have all this money, but they're not going to spend it on these big name guys. And Bill Belichick essentially said, uh, you guys have no idea what I'm doing ever. And you'll never know. Because the second that the legal tampering period opened this Monday at noon, I believe it was, uh, the Patriots went Coco nuts. They went buck wild in signing free agents. So it started off with Jonu Smith, who signed a four-year, $50 million contract. Uh, that He was the number one tight end in free agency by most accounts. Most people thought that he was the, the number one tight end. It just made sense. Patriots love uh, tight ends. Uh, Patriots, the tight end is always a huge part of their offense. And ever since Gronk left, they haven't had that part of their offense. They were the worst team as far as tight ends go uh, in the NFL last year. Uh, and that's a complete change to where they used to be. So they go and they get uh, Jonu Smith. And then they make a couple other signings. They, they signed a guy like Devon Gotcha. Um, they also signed Jalen Mills uh, from the Eagles. Just this smaller signings. But then they also go and sign Matt Judon, who was one of, if not the best pass rusher in free agent to, agency, to a four-year, $54 million contract, $32 million guaranteed. Uh, they also signed Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, two wide receivers. Everybody was talking about how terrible uh, the 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 surrounding talent around Cam Newton was last year, and it was terrible. I mean, their number one receivers essentially uh, in snaps last year was was uh, Demir Bird, <laughs> Demir Bird, uh, who is uh, you know not technically a household name, definitely not a household name. Uh, unless you live in a very angry household uh, in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, so the Patriots were not messing around. These signings that I just explained to you, those were the signings that just went down on the very first day of the legal tampering period for the New England Patriots. This is not even all the signings that they had. So they went and they got Johnny Smith, Matthew Judon, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Jalen Mills, um, Henry Anderson, I believe, was on the that first day too. Devon Gotcha was on that first day, and then before that, they had also they had already traded uh, for Trent Brown, uh, the the tackle from the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, who who is who originally played uh, in New England before going to uh, Las Vegas. He comes back, so they're just loading up like crazy uh, there on the first day of free agency. Um, they spend a ton of money, and then the second day hits. And you're thinking, okay, how much more can the Patriots really do? And first thing in the morning, uh, the first big signing of the day is Hunter Henry, the other, probably the second best tight end in free agency. He signs a three-year, $37.5 million contract uh, with the New England Patriots. So now the Patriots, everybody's uh, saying, uh, they, they go out and they get their two tight ends. This is, this is Gronk. And and Aaron Hernandez esque, uh, back when they had those two guys, and they were they were a dominant offense in that fashion, where they had these two uh, elite level tight ends, and that kind of seems to where where they want to go back to uh, with the with these two signings, the two tight end sets, uh, running a lot of that. They were they they went from being a, a team that ran two tight end sets the most in the NFL to last year, I think they ran it the least out of everybody in the NFL, just because they didn't have the talent there. Um, 
so uh, it, it is it is so crazy to not not only at the tight end position, but just in general to see the Patriots go so counterintuitive to what we've seen them do every single year in free agency. Um, and that probably has something to do with the fact that they no longer have Tom Brady. I think it's very easily or very easy to not sign people in free agency when you have the greatest quarterback and greatest coach of all time on your team. And you're like, OK, it doesn't really matter because we'll figure it out. Well, this year that didn't work. Uh, and you can say that it was because of lack of talent on the roster. It was because Cam Newton, who, by the way, re-signed uh, on a one-year deal to to return to New England. Um, you can say it was because of him. You can say uh, any of these things. Uh, maybe it was because of COVID opt-outs, but they finished 7-9. and nine. The, the first losing record that the Patriots have had in, in decades. They haven't had a losing record uh, in a very long time. And they completely switch it up. And, and we we don't see New England do this. We've seen them make a couple of big signings. Uh, Darrell Rivas was was a signing that they made at one point. Uh, Stephon Gilmore a few years back. Uh, guys like that. Um, the Patriots almost never go out and sign big fish like this. But this year, I think you can you can feel a desperation uh, by Bill Belichick here. He's and and people want to say that uh, oh Bill Belichick. He, he's not doing this because of Tom Brady. He's not doing this because Tom Brady won in Tampa Bay. Oh, no, that's ridiculous. Uh, Bill Belichick doesn't care. And I think, why not? Bill Belichick is a human being. We know that Bill Belichick is insanely competitive, uh, loves to win. Why on earth would he not see Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl for another team, making him look bad and say, you know what, I'm not going to stand for this. And why would he not take that personally? Why would he not go out and try to do everything he can to get his team back on track, uh, whatever it takes? I think that absolutely has something to do with this. The fact that Tom Brady went and immediately won a Super Bowl with a different team kind of made him look bad. People thought, okay, Maybe it was Tom Brady, the reason that the Patriots were good for so long. Maybe it wasn't Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick's trying to to completely flip that narrative. And I think they've done a good job. Honestly, uh, a lot of the times, you, you, the, the team that wins in free agency, the overwhelming winner of free agency, you'll often uh, see they just do not succeed when it comes to playing football. When it comes to actually playing football, it almost never translates. Uh, whether it was the Philadelphia Eagles uh, back with their dream team or it's the Miami Dolphins almost every freaking year. Um, signing the big name free agents doesn't usually lead to to success on the field uh, because it's very hard to build a team uh, that way. And in the Patriots, they're a team that has not drafted well uh, over the past few years uh, or not even past few years, over basically Bill Belichick's entire tenure. He's not a very good drafter. He's not an incredible GM. He no longer has that buffer of Tom Brady to 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 cover up some of the mistakes. I mean, I just remember Tom Brady on that team, uh, the the final year in New England, how everybody thought he was completely washed. He had nothing left in the tank. He playing with very similar targets that Cam Newton had last year, uh, and and he led them to a a twelve and four record. Uh, whereas Cam Newton leads him to a 7-9 record. I think that shows just how much Tom Brady was covering up a ton of holes on this roster. Uh, 
And I think Bill Belichick realizes that. Bill Belichick realizes our team is not very good. Even with the guys that are coming back uh, from the COVID-19 opt-outs, this team has a ton of holes and he went out and filled them. I honestly, I really like a lot of the things that the New England Patriots did this year. Uh, the John U. Smith signing, I thought that was, when, when I saw that notification hit on my phone, I was like, I laughed because I thought that was, duh, of course. That's, that's such a perfect fit uh, for New England. He fits what they want to do. We know... Uh, Bill Belichick loves Jonu Smith. He can do so many things at the tight end position. And then Matthew Judon uh, and like Jalen Mills, Devon Gotcha. These are guys, uh, you know, Matt Judon aside, that aren't maybe these dominant uh, elite defensive players. And if if it was any other team, like like a like a Jacksonville or a New York Jets signing these guys on defense, you would say, okay, uh, maybe they overpaid or what are they doing? Why are they doing? But with the Patriots, you just assume that. Uh, and I think for good reason that Bill Belichick is going to get the best out of these guys. Like a guy like Jalen Mills, I just feel like he's going to improve drastically uh, in New England. A guy like uh, like Matthew Judon, I think Bill Belichick is going to get the best out of him. And, and I really like these signs. There's not a signing really that I look at uh, in the New England Patriots uh, free agency splash that I don't like. There's not a there's not a signing that I look at and I go, ooh, I don't know about that. I really really like what they did. Uh, they went crazy. Uh, who knows? Maybe it doesn't work. Uh, maybe maybe Bill Belichick's uh, track record as as a GM uh, stays the way that it's been a lot of the times, and he and he doesn't find guys that can contribute. But I I really like the aggressive um, attitude of New England and of uh, Bill Belichick this offseason. It, it, it definitely creates uh, an intriguing storyline going into. Uh, the 2021-2022 NFL season. And they've definitely, without a doubt, improved uh, their offense tremendously and and their defense tremendously, this roster in general. But especially that offense that had essentially no weapons last year. Um, Cam Newton had no one to throw to. And now he's got a guy like Nelson Aguilar, who was, who was kind of left for dead there in Philadelphia. Had a fantastic year last year uh, with Las Vegas. I really liked... Uh, what he brought to us, that Raiders team last year. I think that's that's kind of a little bit of a riskier move. You know, he's not one of the safer receivers in free agency, but they only gave him uh, a two-year deal worth worth twenty-two million. That's not that's not overly crazy. That's not something that's gonna that's gonna kill you. Uh, and then Kendrick Bourne, another like not a star, but already other than Nelson Aguilar, probably the best receiver on your team, other than Julian Edelman, uh, and, and just immediate upgrades. And I think this team is gonna be a lot better. And I think this this division's gonna be a lot better. We'll get into some of the other signings uh, that happened within this division and within the NFL. But the Patriots went absolutely crazy. We also had both of the Super Bowl teams making some splashes in free agency uh, in in very very different ways. We'll start off with the Super Bowl champions, the defending Super Bowl champions, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they went all out in running it back. That was you could tell. Uh, from the get-go here in free agency, uh, that was the goal of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to, to bring back uh, their guys, bring back all their free agents, and and try for another one. You might as well. I mean, the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers proved they're they were the best team in football last year. Uh, they have a potential to be the best team in football this upcoming year. So why not bring back uh, essentially all the guys that you had for last year? Uh, and, and we saw Bruce Arians uh, and we saw Jason Light. Uh, in, in in the parade, maybe they had a little bit too much to drink, but they were saying they want to bring everybody back. Uh, and that you can tell from the beginning, 
that was a goal that they had in free agency. They started off by tagging Chris Godwin. Uh, a little bit of a surprise there. People weren't totally sure uh, if he would be tagged or if it would be Shaq Barrett being tagged. But Chris Godwin gets the franchise tag. So he'll stay there. He's already signed his franchise tag. And then they re-signed Levante, David, the veteran linebacker, one of the best linebackers in the NFL, to a two-year $25 million deal. Uh, they gave Tom Brady an extension, so he is now under contract until his uh, age 45 year. There's a chance that he's playing football at, four, I think, a very good chance that he's playing football at 45. And then as the second that the legal tampering period starts, we get news that Shaq Barrett uh, signs a four-year $68 million uh contract to stay with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh what a find he was for Jason Light and for Bruce Arians there for Tampa Bay he was a guy who who wasn't bad in Denver playing across from Von Miller but he never really developed into what people thought he could uh, potentially could be he goes to Tampa Bay immediately has a 20 plus uh sack season just goes nuts and plays fairly well there maybe not as well this last year but then when it came to the postseason, it came to the Super Bowl, we saw him and Jason Pierre-Paul go absolutely bonkers. Uh, so he earned this contract. Good for Shaq Barrett. Uh, and he only gets $17 million a year, which is, is actually not that bad. I think the, the higher pass rushers in the league, guys like uh, Joey Bosa, are making upwards of $23 million a year in the 20s. So we only get $17 million a year, which, you know, is fine. I would be okay with $17 million a year. Uh, but Shaq Barrett kind of takes a little bit of a discount, but I think it's something that we kind of noticed throughout this free agency as because the cap was so much lower than it usually is. We usually see the cap uh, salary cap go up every single year because of how immensely successful the NFL has been. But because of COVID, because of no fans in the uh, stands, the NFL doesn't have the same amount of money. Um, so the cap went down. So you'll see a lot of guys taking taking smaller deals. But Shaq Barrett's deal, still very impressive nonetheless. And then Rob Gronkowski also uh, re-signing uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a one-year, uh, $8 million deal. Uh, we heard that potentially he might dip his toes in free agency, and it kind of seemed like he would uh, maybe, maybe uh, see what kind of offers he has. It didn't seem like he looked that hard because he, he very quickly signed back uh, with the Tampa Buccaneers, Ryan Suckup also their kicker who was a free agent. Listen, kicker, big big part of the team, right, Joe? I'm curious to see where he ranks uh, in your top five kickers going into this NFL season. Who, uh, who? Ryan Suckup. Oh. Ryan Suckup. I think he hit 37 of 40 field goals this last season. So yeah, I, I put him at number three. Oh, you don't have to release it yet. Oh, I'll give you time. Okay. <laughs> Okay, just keep that in your mind, though. Ryan okay. Suckup, all right? Ryan Suckup. Ryan Suckup, Super Bowl winning kicker. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 Buccaneers made a a concerted effort uh, to to bring back everybody, and there's still a few guys out there. Uh, Antonio Brown's still out there. Um, you know, who knows what really happens with it? Sue still has not been signed, uh, so they could potentially still bring those guys back. I don't know if Antonio Brown is going to want to play for anybody but Tom Brady. Uh, but Bruce Arians and Jason Light uh, did what they said they were going to do. They brought guys back. They're running it back. And I love this. Uh, you know, why not? Uh, we, I think we see a lot of times uh, teams win the Super Bowl and a lot of their big, big name free agents, they sign elsewhere. They go and get the money. And I think Jack Barrett, honestly, probably despite what he says, that that he got his best offer from the Bucks. I'm sure he could have got better money elsewhere. 
but this team seems committed to try to run it back. And I love that. Why not just see uh, if you can do it again, if lightning strikes twice. And then we had the other Super Bowl team, the Super Bowl losers took a completely uh, different approach uh, to free agency. And one that I was a little confused, I think everybody was a little confused about uh, is uh, before free agency even hit, uh, they release. So the Kansas City Chiefs, the team that uh, my mother could have told me the biggest problem with them in the Super Bowl, Joe, what was the biggest problem with the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl? Probably their, um, oh man, their offensive line, offensive line, exactly. Yeah, yeah. they had no offensive line. Mm-hmm. They, uh, Patrick Mahomes had to run for his life in that game. They they were missing their two starting tackles. Both of them were injured. So what do they do? What what, what should they probably do in free agency? I'd say they should probably just get like a good offensive line. Yeah, good offensive line. Both of the offensive line. How about those two guys that were pretty good? Uh, two guys, uh, Mitchell Schwartz, Eric Fisher. Um, they were injured for that game. Uh, let's just get rid of them. They got rid they, of them. They got rid of them. They cut both of them. They're starting tackles. Both starting tackles. Uh, Mitchell Schwartz, who's an all pro, like one of the best guard, uh, one of the best uh, tackles, in, right tackles in the league. Uh, and then Eric Fisher, who, you know, he's not elite, but he's a very uh, satisfactory starting tackle. Like, nothing wrong with that. Both of them, gone, released. And you're like, what in the heck are the Kansas City Chiefs doing? They're, they're, the, the biggest weakness, one of the few weaknesses of this offense is the fact that uh, now going against a real pass rush, Patrick Mahomes is going to have to run for his life. So what, they get rid of the two guys that they need probably the most. Uh, and I just had a feeling, you know, amidst amidst all the, all the the chaos and everything, uh, I just felt like there's no chance Kansas City does this without having a plan. They definitely have some some idea of who they're going to get in free agency. They have some idea of who they're going to get maybe in the draft. Uh, and and we definitely saw that they signed guard Joe Tooney, formerly of the Patriots, to a five year, eighty million dollar contract. Uh, 31 guaranteed, $16 million per year. Uh, so they go and get the biggest guard, uh, biggest name guard on the market. And then they bring Kyle Long out of out of retirement. Uh, he was an all-pro guard back in his heyday. Uh, they bring him in. They make a couple signings there. So, so I, I knew that they were going to have a plan. Uh, and, and, they, and they came out, signed a couple guards. Now uh, you could make the argument... You still have two openings at tackle, and also you lost your center. Uh, so there's, I think there's still a lot of work to do here, there in Kansas City. Uh, but definitely, uh, you, you can't be mad at the Joe Tooney signing. Uh, he's a guy who doesn't miss a whole lot of games. They had injury issues on their offensive line last year. Joe Tooney doesn't miss games. Uh, and Kyle Long, if you can get any bit of what he was when he was in his prime, uh, who knows if that will ever happen. But if you can get any bit of that, that's already an upgrade over most of the guys on your offensive line. Um, but I, I had a feeling they had a plan. I still think there's a lot of work to do uh, on the offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs. But it's crazy to see that the, the very different uh, approaches from the two Super Bowl teams. You had uh, the winning team saying, we're going to do this again. We're going to run it back. We're going to bring everybody back. And Kansas City kind of did that last year as well with bringing back Chris Jones, uh, signing Patrick Mahomes to that huge contract. Uh, and all that stuff. Uh, but then this year, we see Kansas City just saying, okay, we're going to start fresh on the offensive line. They absolutely did that. 
Uh, so it'll be interesting, interesting to see uh, how that goes uh, for both these teams. Now, in this year's free agency, we had uh, all of the big name teams, the teams we just talked about, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, New England, all, you know, the guys that made the huge splashes. Uh, but there's also, there was so many other great signings uh, in this free agency period. And there's, I want to get into a couple of under the radar teams, teams that I thought uh, did quietly did a really, really good job. Maybe some of them not even that quietly. I think some of these teams are actually getting uh, more attention than, than originally they did. Uh, maybe they're not under the radar anymore. But the first team I want to get into, and this is a team that I think is getting a lot more love uh, lately from uh, a lot of the media and this is the washington football team uh i thought they had a they had a phenomenal uh free agency i i really like what ron rivera in that front office there in washington did uh in free agency uh so the originally the the first move that they made before free agency they tag brandon scherf uh one of if not the best guard uh in the nfl they bring him back you can't let the can't let an, uh, an offensive lineman that good go uh, unless you're the kansas city chiefs and then free agency starts. Uh, they're kind of quiet, but they, they at the beginning. But they end up signing uh, on the night of the the, the the first night of the legal tampering period. Uh, it comes out that they're signing Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's right, Fitz Magic uh, is back. Uh, there was rumors that he would retire, but no, he decides to sign a one-year, ten million dollar deal with the Washington Football Team. And then they go on to sign uh, William Jackson, who was probably one of, if not the best. Uh, defensive back in in free agency and he and, and you add him to that really really good defense I mean an underrated talented young defense there in Washington uh, and then probably one of if not my favorite uh, signings in free agency Curtis Samuel the wide receiver the multi uh, faceted weapon the the Swiss army knife that is Curtis Samuel you can you can play him in the backfield you can play him uh, at wide receiver you can just play him all over the field he makes plays uh, had a huge breakout year in Carolina he goes back uh, to his original coach there in Carolina Ron Rivera in Washington signs a three-year 34.5 million dollar deal and I and I love I love what Washington did in free agency uh, to go out um, and and just I think add to their strengths uh, you know especially on defense they ha they have a really really good defense uh, I, I liked what they did last year. And you add William Jackson, who was an underrated defensive back, and not a guy who gets talked about a whole lot, uh, but I think he's going to do well uh, there in Washington. And you add Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick to this team. Uh, they got rid of Alex Smith. He's no longer on that roster. So you get go and get Fitzmagic. And, you know, some might argue uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is maybe more of a meme at this point than a, than a real good quarterback. I would definitely push back against that. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick has played really well the last few years, and he always has spurts where he plays well. Uh, and and he's got very much that that no risk it, uh, no biscuit mentality. He's not afraid to go out there and chuck the ball up. Uh, and now he's got Terry McLaurin to throw to. He's got Curtis Samuel to throw to. This is an underrated offense, honestly. They have Antonio Gibson, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to have a great year. And I really like the fact that Washington. Um, you know, they don't have a quarterback at this point. Uh, they brought back Taylor Heineke, um, Kyle Allen's back there now, but they, you know, they're not in position to go draft a, a big name guy. Uh, they made the, the playoffs. So, you know, they, they don't have the, the draft capital to go and get 
uh, one of these top five quarterback prospects. So they just go out uh, and they're like, okay, uh, if we can't if we can't rebuild that way, we have a pretty good roster. Why not go and get Ryan Fitzpatrick, put him on this team? And I think to me, this team is the favorite right now in that division, in 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 the weakest division of football, the NFC East. You can talk about the Cowboys, and I will talk about the Cowboys at some point during this podcast, during this offseason. I do love the Cowboys, uh, like I always do. Uh, but but Washington, to me, I think they, I, I appreciate the the aggressiveness. They just said, you know, we overall our roster is is good. We have enough to to compete. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is not the long term answer, but I think he can absolutely lead this team to a playoff uh, berth this year. And and they could be a really frisky, fun team this upcoming year. I'm I'm so excited uh, for a lot of these offensive weapons: Curtis Samuel, uh, Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, bunch of fantasy guys. I think they're going to have a great season with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, and then defensively, you still have Chase Young, uh, all those guys there on that defensive line. And then you added William Jackson, so a good under the radar, maybe not so much under the radar. Uh, uh, off-season or, or free agency period uh, for the Washington football team. And another team uh, that I that I want to give a little credit to, and it's the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I think a lot of people kind of were confused with a lot of the signings that Arizona had. Uh, and they went out and they signed uh, a, bunch, uh, a few old guys. Uh, they, so they signed J.J. Watt. Obviously, we talked about that on last week's episode. Uh, they signed him to a two-year, $31 million deal. I still really like that, him him and Chandler Jones across from each other. I think that's going to be uh, a really, really uh, fun watch. I think that'll be something uh, something fun to keep an eye on. But then you go, uh, in, and you're not done in free agency. And I love uh, another team, aggressive. Uh, I think they see that, uh, listen, they were right on the doorstep of the playoffs before, before uh, kind of falling apart there at the end of last season. Uh, they go and and they're aggressive. They bring in so they bring back Marcus Golden, who seems to only play really well uh, in Arizona. So, so there's another pass rusher, and then they they bring in AJ Green, uh, who's a guy I completely forgot about that AJ Green was even a free agent. Uh, and I understand he hasn't been AJ Green. He hasn't been that guy uh, in many years, probably t- since 2017. I think 2017 was his last thousand yard season. So AJ Green hasn't been that guy in a while but you know you're you're not bringing him in to be the number one guy deandre hopkins obviously is the number one guy you have christian kirk and isabella so aj green is probably going to be a guy that's going to get a lot of single uh, coverage he's not going to get double covered i think we could see a bounce back year i'm not saying a thousand yards from aj green but i definitely think it's cool to bring him in have him maybe mentor even uh deandre hopkins not that that guy really even needs mentoring i mean he's got it pretty well figured out at this point uh, but you also give a, just a a, a, a uh, reliable uh, target, a guy who knows how to play for Kyler Murray. Uh, so you you bring that guy in, and then speaking of help helping Kyler Murray, they trade for Rodney Hudson, the center from the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they get Rodney Hudson and a seventh round pick for a 2021 third. I love this trade. Uh, anything you can do again to help Kyler Murray to help this offense uh, that was was really good at times last year but just too inconsistent uh you bring in a guy who can help uh set protections who can help uh dissect uh, a defense uh there with a young quarterback in kyler murray uh and rodney hudson is probably the best center 
in the NFL. So if you have an opportunity for a third round pick, you get Rodney Hudson, who's who's really not making that much money right now. So it's a, it's a fantastic deal, in my opinion. Um, so I love what Arizona did. Uh, sure, they might have signed uh, some old guys, J.J. Watt, who knows how much we'll get out of him. A.J. Green, who knows how much we'll get out of him. But I think if they go and maybe get a, a running back uh, in the draft, I think this could be uh, an offense that is going to be really fun again. Maybe they can find a little bit more consistency. Uh, and and who knows? Uh, the, competing that division is going to be really tough. Uh, but I like what the Arizona Cardinals do, did, being aggressive, saying, hey, we have a, a quarterback on a rookie contract. We're going to do everything we can to succeed right now. Uh under Kyler Murray before we have to pay in the big contract. Uh, love that. And then the final team, just real quick, this team didn't do a whole lot in free agency, uh, but the Buffalo Bills. Uh, this is a, a team that that surprised everybody last year. They were, they were in the AFC Championship uh, and just, just a phenomenal offense. Josh Allen bro- broke out. Uh, and what do they do? They kind of have the same um, mentality that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had. And there's like, we're just going to run it back. We're going to bring a bunch of guys back. They bring back John Feliciano, uh, the offensive lineman. Uh, they bring back Daryl Williams, another offensive lineman. They bring back Matt Milano, who's one of the better cover linebackers uh, in the NFL. Uh, and then a, a signing that I really, really liked uh, by the Buffalo Bills was bringing in Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, he didn't play all that well last year in New Orleans. Uh, they released him. Uh, but they the, the Bills released... Uh, John Brown after an injury riddled uh, 2020. Um, so they bring in Emmanuel Sanders to kind of take that role. And I, and I love this. Just seeing what Buffalo did uh, with Cole Beasley last year, a guy who I wasn't very high on that signing last year, completely proved me wrong. I love bringing in another talented uh, veteran receiver for Josh Allen, a guy who, like Stephon Diggs, is just going to know how to get open when Josh Allen's back there doing his thing, scrambling. So that's a signing. I like the fact that they bring back uh, their core group of guys and they say, hey, our team's pretty good. Uh, The AFC has a lot of good teams, so why not just stay as strong as possible and then bring in a veteran receiver who can help Josh Allen, who can kind of, uh, maybe he can have that jump that a guy like Cole Beasley had last year. And then real quick, uh, before we just wrap things up and, and just go over all the rest of the signings, there's just a whole lot of notable signings that happened. I did. I don't have time to get into everything. I would love to uh, get into everything. Uh, but like I said, just don't have the time for it. I want to quickly do a segment that I'm a new segment that I'm starting. And it's called What Are You Doing? Uh, and I have a few teams here in free agency that uh, you know, we, we've talked a lot of sunshine and rainbows about a lot of different teams and stuff that they did. Uh, so, you know, in the good, there's always got to be the bad. There's always got to be te- teams that make you shake your head and say, what are you doing? What, what, it, what is your plan? And there's a few teams that really come to mind. The first team, um, and this, this, I don't know, uh, with the recent news that came out, uh, around Deshaun Watson. There's, uh, for those of you that know, Deshaun Watson has sexual assault allegations right now um, pending. Uh, he, he's, he's, he's got a bunch of, <clears throat> I think, nine uh, sexual assault uh, allegations right now uh, that are, that are um, submitted. Um, and um, so that's something that, that we're going to track and that's probably going to change uh, this whole Deshaun Watson situation, but I did want to th- I did want to get into 
the Houston Texans because they're a team that just is driving me nuts. And, and this is, uh, we're going to put that part of the Deshaun Watson thing aside. Not that we shouldn't talk about something like that, but uh, we don't know exactly what's going on there. I just want to get into the Houston Texans and and what what their offseason, what the last few seasons in Houston has consisted of. Uh, and so this this free agency, Houston goes out, they sign a bunch of middling guys. Uh, you know, they nothing nothing very impressive at all. A bunch of special teams guys, a bunch of guys that uh, certainly are not going to jump off the screen. Uh, guys like uh, Camus, Camus Gruger-Hill, uh, they traded for Shaq Lawson. Uh, they bring in Vernon Hargraves. They bring him back. Uh, they, they they sign Justin Britt. Uh, they trade for Marcus Cannon. Like none of these guys, they bring in Mark Ingram, Andre Roberts. You know, none of these guys jump off the screen. None of these guys are going to make Deshaun Watson go, oh, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't leave Houston. And to me, Houston, uh, why is Deshaun Watson still on this roster? And again, we're going to put the legal aspect of it aside right now. Uh, why do they insist on acting as though this Deshaun Watson situation is not happening. Uh, we saw David Culley um, saying uh, in an interview on a podcast, the Hustle and Flow podcast, um, that he uh, he said something along the lines of, Deshaun Watson is our quarterback right now. Uh, and it sounded a little bit suspicious. And then later he had a press conference where he kind of backtracked those words. And he said, yes, Deshaun Watson's here. Uh, he's committed. But we know he's not committed. We know he's not committed. Why don't you give up? Why don't you just move on? Uh, get rid of Deshaun Watson. He doesn't want to be there. What is the point of signing all these middling contracts? You bring in Tyrod Taylor now. See, he signs a one-year uh, $5.5 million deal uh, that could be worth up to $12.5 million. Originally, when that deal got reported, it was a $12.5 million deal. I was like, wow, that's a lot for a backup quarterback. So I thought maybe, okay, maybe they're going to trade this guy. Maybe they're going to trade Deshaun Watson. But... The more you read into it, the more it's not that big of a deal. Uh, but why does Houston insist on acting like they have no clue that Deshaun Watson doesn't want out? They have no clue uh, Deshaun Watson uh, has made it very clear that he he will never play another snap for Houston. To me, Houston, you just got to move on, man. This is like having... Uh, <laughs> This is like chasing after a girl that just shows that she's absolutely not interested in you anymore. She's told you, she's told her friends, she's told, she's put it on social media, and you're still chasing her. You just got to move on, man. It's over. Just get over it. Houston, you got to get over it. And another team uh, that has frustrated me uh, in this free agency period, and it's the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't understand what they're doing. Uh, there's a lot of rumors that maybe they're cash poor because uh, moving to Las Vegas and then they didn't have fans in the stands. Maybe they don't have the money to, to, to... There's a difference between cap space and actual cash. Some teams have cap space. They have the ability to go and sign guys under the cap, but they don't actually have the money to sign these guys. So a lot of people are saying that, that Las Vegas didn't have the money and that's why we're seeing them get rid of Basically, their entire offensive line. They gave up three starting O-linemen, and the, and the Raiders have the one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. That's really the strength of their team. That's why Derek Carr played as well as he did last year, is their offensive line. Um, and they just got rid of him. Trent Brown, gone. Uh, Rodney Hudson, the best center in the NFL, gone. Gabe Jackson, gone. He's gone to Seattle. I don't understand what the deal here is here with, with the Raiders, what the plan is, what you're trying to do. Um, 
uh, it seems like you're just getting rid of the strength of your team. Uh, I don't know how this is going to help Derek Carr. I don't know what the direction is. I don't know. like, and they, and they made a bunch of signings that weren't actually that bad. I didn't mind uh, a lot of the signings uh, made by Las Vegas, but it's just all kind of kind of overshadowed by the fact that they completely gave up on on three out of the five offensive linemen that were starting for them last year. Uh, and that just that doesn't smell like a recipe for success uh, there in Las Vegas. And then one final team that has frustrated me, and this kind of got a little cleared up today. Uh, they signed Will Fuller, uh, the wide receiver from Houston. And there's rumors that they're about to sign Chris Carson. Not as big a fan of that. But the, my Miami Dolphins, uh, up until this point, them signing Will Fuller, have done absolutely nothing in free agency. Um, they cleared up a bunch of cap space by getting rid of Kyle Van Noy, who was their captain last year. I never understood that release. We didn't talk about that much on the podcast. But the release of Kyle Van Noy, um, cutting your captain, a guy who, you know, he's not an all pro. He didn't play amazing last year, but he played fine. Uh, you cut him, you, you clear out this cap space. So fans are thinking, okay, Miami's going to go out. They're going to spend money. This is going to be awesome. Uh, and then they did absolutely nothing. What was the point of getting rid of Kyle Van Noy if you're going to go in, you're going to sign a bunch of backup players, a bunch of special teams guys, a fullback, uh, a backup quarterback, and there's all these amazing receivers. So, okay, amazing maybe is a little bit of a stretch, but there's these, these, these starting caliber receivers when you had nothing at the wide receiver position and you did nothing. You let rid of Kyle Van Noy, who went back to New England now, and, and he is mad. He's motivated. He wants to do everything he can to destroy the Miami Dolphins. And guess what? The New England Patriots, they get a, they get a, a, a compensatory draft pick for letting Kyle Van Noy go back, go uh, to another team in free agency last year. So now they get that third or fourth round pick, whatever it is. And now they, guess what? They have Kyle Van Noy now too. So they get the compensatory pick. Now they also have Kyle Van Noy. And every team in this division got better except for you. Honestly, and in, in in a lot of this anger is is pre them signing Will Fuller. I love that sign. I think that's a good signing. But to me, my Miami's you know they went from being oh they could potentially challenge Buffalo. I thought they were gonna have a really good free agency period, make some make some bigger signings. I think they went from a team that could potentially challenge Buffalo uh, for the AFC East to probably the third maybe fourth best team in the AFC East at this point. And it's very premature, but to me, I was just so frustrated with the lack of movement. And maybe this will change. Maybe by the time you hear this podcast, uh, we're recording this on a Thursday night. Uh, maybe by the time you hear this, uh, Miami will have done something. I thought at some point, you know, maybe they're going to trade for Deshaun Watson. Something something just didn't add up to me uh, because they, they just made so little effort to actually improve their team uh, you know, maybe something else happens, but I was very frustrated by them. And that wraps up a little, my little segment called, what are you doing? Uh, and that's just a little bit of negativity, uh, to end off that, uh, free agency period. And then before we wrap things up, uh, Joe, I don't know if you're gonna, if you're ready to hit that music. Um, mm. I'm going to assume that you're going to put it here in post. We're going to quickly go through all the other notable signings. That's right. I don't have time to talk about all of them. We're going to do a little quick hits. We're going to go through every other notable thing that I think happened. Maybe give you a little bit. And we just talk about all the other signings that happened. So first up, we have some quarterbacks with some signings. We have Drew Brees 
uh, not a signing. He officially announces his retirement. Uh, and so the Saints end up signing Jameis Winston to a one-year deal uh, worth $5.5 million. And they also signed Taysom Hill to a four-year $140 million contract. But literally th three of those four years are all completely voidable. So that's a totally useless contract. Uh, so essentially you have two quarterbacks on a one-year deal. I don't totally understand uh, exactly what's going on there in New Orleans. Uh, Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill going to compete for that job. We'll see how that goes. Uh, we have the Dolphins signing Jacoby Brissett uh, as a backup quarterback. Uh, Andy Dalton signs with the Chicago Bears. And I feel so bad for Chicago Bears fans because... Uh, it seemed like they were going to sign Russell. They were maybe going to trade for Russell Wilson. There was a Sean Watson rumors. It seemed like an exciting time for the Bears. And they end up with Andy Dalton. And no offense to Andy Dalton. Fantastic uh, person uh, and a good enough quarterback. Uh, but that's just, that's tough to sell to your fans. And then we have the Jets making some, some signings. They signed Corey Davis to a three-year, $37.5 million deal. Carl Lawson, the edge rusher from Cincinnati, to a three-year, $45 million deal. And Jared Davis to a one-year, $5.5 million deal. Some good signings, some decent signings. They didn't, they're not going to blow you away, but uh, you, you, can, you can see that they're, they're trying to improve. And I think every team in the AFC East uh, it has improved, aside from maybe my Dolphins. Uh, and then Trent Williams becomes the highest paid tackle uh, in the NFL. Six-year, $138 million contract, uh, $23 million per year. He's probably one of, if not the best tackle in the NFL, so he deserves all of that. Corey Lindsley also becomes the highest paid center in the NFL. He signs a three-year, or sorry, five-year, $62.5 million deal with the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers get their young rookie or second-year quarterback, Justin Herbert, a little bit more help there at center. And then a couple of pass rushers that are off the board. Uh, Bud Dupree signs a five-year, $82.5 million deal, despite uh, that, that season-ending injury that he had last year. Was a little surprised to see that, but I love Bud Dupree. I also love Tennessee signing Danico Autry uh, from the division rival Indianapolis Colts. This is a team that lacked pass rush last year, so what do they do? They go and get a couple of stud pass rushers. Uh, I really like that. Uh, and then Trey Hedrickson, uh, formerly of the New Orleans Saints, signs a four-year $60 million deal with the Bengals. That was essentially the deal that uh, Carl Lawson took with the Jets. Uh, he didn't take it with the Bengals, so the Bengals go out and they sign uh, Trey Hendrickson to replace Carl Lawson. And then the Jags, they signed a ton of dudes. I won't get into this, but a bunch of more middling guys. But they give Shaquille Griffin uh, as kind of the big headliner. He gets a three-year, $40 million deal. Edge rusher Romeo Aquara signs, uh, re-signs in Detroit. Three years, $39 million. Kevin Zeitler signs with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, helps out that offensive line. I think he fits in really well there with what they're trying to do. Uh, Patrick Peterson actually signs a one-year $10 million deal to no longer play in Arizona. He's playing with the Minnesota Vikings. So we'll see what Patrick Peterson has uh, left in the tank. Not a guy that's, uh, you know, young anymore. He's not what he used to be, but definitely an intriguing signing there uh, for Minnesota. And then just today, like we talked about, Will Fuller signing a contract with the Miami Dolphins. We also have uh, Kenyon Drake signing a two-year deal with the Las Vegas Raiders. Brashad Perryman going to Detroit. Uh, 
And then to wrap things up the, in, in the way only this podcast knows how, our boy, that's right, our boy, your boy, all of our boys, tell them who, Joe. Is it Mitch Urbisky? It's our boy, Mitch Urbisky, signs a two-year, hang on, let me find the, the, the information. Sorry, a one-year, $2.5 million contract with the average Joe football show yes. to become our third. No, I wish. Sorry, Mitch. It's Mitcher. Um, he signs with the Buffalo Bills, which is the next best thing. That's fine. AFC Championship game, whatever. Uh, he's going to be their backup. Congratulations to our boy, Mitcher. You needed to get out of that toxic situation yeah, there yeah. In, in Chicago. It was kind of like a bad relationship. Yeah. You don't know your full potential until you're out of it. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. You're going to go there. You're going to. You got a new girl. You're you're hanging out with Josh Allen now. Yeah, it's gonna be you. You're gonna just focus on yourself, man. Yeah, get out of that toxic relationship. Our boy Mitcher, really the headliner of free agency, signing a deal there with Buffalo. Oh, but that wraps up free agency so far. Anyways, I mean, I'm sure there'll be more stuff to talk about as far as free agency goes on the next podcast. But that was a marathon, and free agency was a marathon. A lot of exciting times ahead as far as the rest of free agency goes, um, the draft coming up, and uh, in, in, in the offseason. Uh, this is really the last thing, Joe, that is new to this podcast, and, and I'll explain what I mean by that. Um, so we're almost a year into this podcast now. Uh, so everything that we're doing, we're doing for the first time. So... All the games with first time. First time we had a Super Bowl show. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the first free agency podcast. However, we've already had a draft podcast. Oh my goodness. So this is really the last thing that we haven't done before. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's really coming full circle. Wow. Uh, as soon as we hit the draft, uh, it's just deja vu all over again. We're just starting right, for, right back from the beginning. And for those of you that are have been around long enough to remember that first podcast, Thank you for sticking around because that one was not very good. And who knows? Maybe these ones aren't very good. But we appreciate you guys listening uh, to the podcast. Uh, and um, make sure you guys give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a review. Again, if you give us a nice review, uh, a five-star rating, we'll read whatever you put in the little review thing. We'll read it on the podcast. We got to get more reviews, guys. Make sure you share the podcast with your friends, anybody that likes football. Heck, even if they don't like football, share it with them anyways. They can just download it, man. They don't even have to listen to it. We're just trying to get this podcast spread around. Um, we have other uh, future things happening, non-football related, uh, potential new podcasts coming within the next few, who knows how long, Joe? No? Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. Uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. Follow us on social media at underscore the average Joe show or at underscore average Joe show on Instagram underscore Joe fair on Twitter. And Joe, what's, what's your Twitter handle? I don't have Twitter anymore. Okay. So Joe is a ghost. He doesn't actually have social media, which is super cool of him. Uh, but, uh, thank you guys for listening. And once again, we're going to be back to normal next Tuesday. Everything's going to be back to normal Tuesday episodes. Uh, and we will catch you guys on the next one.